Welcome to the Indie Pram podcast on IndieLive.radio. And my guest this week is very special indeed because usually one looks upon independent supporters as centre-left or left. And certainly a rarity is someone who's had a conservative background. And so it's quite novel and unique for me to be able to chat to William Payton, who is an independent supporter, very much more on the right and comes with a different perspective than what we generally see. And of course, the important thing to remember is when Scotland is an independent country, it will be representative for everybody from whatever aspect they they come to in relation to the future of Scotland. So William is also standing for the new Yes Alba committee, which is being formed by All Under One Banner. The reason he has applied is to manage cohesion and maintain harmony within the different interests that will be brought together in the new body. He says, I should like to be vigilant to the influence of non-independent unionist alliances that will be brought to bear against us in the coming months. I am not a member of any political party, although my background is slightly to the right of centre. I should therefore be in a position of bringing a sense of balance to the yes movement. Being in the middle ground, I would be a counter to a certain extent of some of the more obvious extreme views that will not be appreciated by the public in general. William is a member of Yes Burst Den in Norgai, in a working group on leafleting and canvassing, is also a staunch European, and it's independence first. And after independence is achieved, then there will be a new political future open to Scotland. William Payton, very good day to you. Hello, Ray. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's a pleasure. So you're standing for the committee of the new Yes Alba. And what I'd like to do is, for the benefit of listeners, is let's give a background a bit on yourself. So would you like to tell me about your past initially? What brought you to the the current day and... (laughs) as being a, someone who's been very much involved in the Conservative Party uh, in the past and uh, and wanting independence. Yes. Um, well, I, probably my first intro into politics was as canvassing in 1959 um, as, uh, for, for, for Harold Macmillan. Uh, Harold of the you've never had it so good and these were quite good times in fact because the, the, the Conservative Party at that time was very prominent in Scotland, they had a lot of seats in fact I think at one stage in the, in the 50s they were they, they had probably more seats than, than any other party so it's from that sort of background that I that, that I come uh, I was in a young unionists now that was something that we could probably try and develop more within the within the the um, uh, the yes movement. I don't think we're going to have young people in the yes movement, but it was on a sort of friendly part lecture, part speakers, part 
have fun. I mean, going on on uh, on trips with them. You know, these days it was so it. it um, it was in that sort of background that I that, that I started. Then I went to university. Um, in fact, it wasn't university per se. It was the famous Royal College of Science and Te Technology in Glasgow to study civil engineering. Uh, during that time, it became a university, and I finished up with a degree of the University of Strathclyde in a BSc in civil engineering. Um, but at that time, I was involved, took my politics at that time into, um, into Strathclyde. And was, I was a secretary and then I was the president of the, of the Conservative Club. At that time, I, I went to conferences of a thing called PUQR. <clears throat> Even Ken Clark in his book was a little bit wary of that term, but it was a federation of universities conservative and unionist associations <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> to summer schools and things. And there were, there were people, a lot of very interesting people, Glasgow University um, and so on. Pe people that are, are now all retired, you know, yeah. but they, they, they played their part in, 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 in Scottish life. Uh, but, but I say these were the days when it, before it became this uh, noxious, Tory, which I I despise completely. So at that time, I got I say I would go to these conferences, and I went to the Tory Party conference at Landudno, where Harold Macmillan, you may remember, he had his little poem said, "She didn't say stay, she didn't say go, <laughs> etc." I can't remember it now, but but that that was it. At that party, I was a small party of about five people who were invited along with um, um, Ronnie, I forget his name, of, of uh, St Andrews University. Um, he was a journalist. And um, uh, Lord Balerno uh, um, and uh, the um, sophologist, the chap Butler, uh, to dinner by Rab Butler and his wife at that conference. Now I've got a lot of respect for Rab. Rab was one of these old, one of the old type um, patricians, you could say. But he, he brought a lot of of new things into the Tory Party, but didn't get the the plaudits for it. Yeah. So that that, that was it. And, and and after after that, I I when I left when I left university, I I, I sort of drifted away from that that part. Uh, and I think the Tory party drifted away from me as time went by, you know, into, um, in the 70s were not too bad, apart from when Maggie Thatcher came in. Oh, my God. Uh, I won't say anything about that. It no. was a antithesis of thinking to my own. Um, so you can see how far away I am now from from the, yeah. the current Tory, Tory party where we've got buffoons. Did it make you we angry? Have, we have Drosses. Did it make you? we've got Baroness Ruthie. And my God, what's happening? I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. So you can see going back to um, the, the fact that um, I met um, Gordon Wilson and debated with him at that time. And there was a bit of interest shown at that time. And also with, with Neil 
uh, Neil McCormick and, and, and his brother Ian, knowing them at that time, his father was King John, King John McFor McCormick of, of the Scottish Nationalists. Uh, you see there was a bit of fermentation going on there. And um, so as time went, went by, I, uh, I don't know whether it's the fact of coming originally on my maternal and my paternal families who were, they were um, farmers. That's called farmers. Yeah, they were farmers. They, they had farms. Uh, in, in my father's case, it was farming, first of all, in Ayrshire and then up, up in central Scotland. Uh, and then, uh, you know, hardworking, hardworking people. And also, my mother's side, there was a, they came from farming in Nisdale and in um, Annandale. And uh, again, I say that you know, hardworking things were, were tough then, you know, and they, they got by, they got by mm -hmm. with hard work. They were doing hammers as the saying goes, and people from who came up into the central belt uh, and um, owned when the idea was they would do him at, at the weekend. So they were doing hammers. So that, that, that's basically the background uh, to, to that aspect of it. What do you feel in relation to the Conservative Party that you supported at that period in relation to the Conservative Party today, what are the biggest differences that you would highlight? Well, <laughs> today there seems to be a lot of poseurs, I would call them. <laughs> a lot of young people that come out of Oxbridge and various other universities, um, a lot of them Etonians or, or, or that sort of kin, um, who... Um, who think that they rule the world. Um, you know, it was always said about Eton, for instance, that the, the officer corps of the British Army was, what was it, born in the rugby fields of Eton or something like that. You know, that, that's, that's what it is. There's this sort of feeling that, that they, um, you know, they know all about it and, uh, and the general public have just to be serfs towards them. The Jacob Reef Mog and people like that. I mean, it's, it's pathetic. It really is pathetic. You would see that I said earlier from my from my grandparents' point of view, they were were hardworking farmers, and and, and so was Robbie Burns. You know, and out of that you get a man's a man for all that. Everybody has a place in Scotland. Everybody has a place in Scotland. There's, there should be nobody looking down. But in these days, the, 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 the landed gentry related in Scotland, related to the people who worked for them. We were all friends. We'd go down to the pub together and, and, uh, and that sort of thing in the country. Um, so we've, we've sort of drifted away, drifted away from that. And as I say, there, there are all these young people now with all their fancy ideas and the English nationalism, um, you know, which is heading towards fascism, actually, and I think. Um, and, uh, and um, you know, it, it disconcert, it's disconcerting that, that, that this, is, this has come to play in the world. We're all Jock Thompson's bairns, 
re reflecting on what I said earlier, we're all Jock Thompson's bairns, and I, you know, we've got to accommodate everybody, and that's why I feel sometimes within the within the sort of movement, you're getting extremist views. My view is not extremist. I'm centre, but we get these sort of extremist views, and they're they're so proud about their plowing their furrow and shouting through megaphones. This is not what the people of Scotland want. We will not attract middle centre ground, middle middle group of Scotland with all that nonsense. Mm -hmm. It's it, it's it's deplorable. However, they've got to be accommodated. Just as I, as I have got to be accommodated, um, but in speaking to people within the within the movement recently, I, I notice that the people are not very far away from my own thinking on on this. They 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 they're a bit they're a bit abhorrent about the the, the sort of um, fixed views, you know, that that that, that are coming. I used to call these views commie views, but I've changed my, my attitude. I've become a bit more relaxed about things now. <laughs> so how, 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 would you, how would you say is the ideal way that we can bring more people on board? Well, I, I think, first of all, we, we want to try and get young people on board. I mentioned that earlier as, as, a, as, a, as the young unionists. We want to get young people on board. We want them to become involved. We want them to talk. We want to... Amongst themselves, they are they are the youth. They are the people that are coming through. It's it's old coffin dodgers like myself, <laughs> who, who are sort of on the on, on the way out. I mean, it's people people in my my sort of age group uh, and younger and older who are um, um, probably remaining in the unionist sort of camp for various reasons. I think it's due to the fact that they're concerned about security, they're concerned about their pensions, they're concerned about their kith and kin who have moved south. They feel that they can't maybe interrelate and this will be a barrier will be put up. It will not be a barrier at all. If we have independence, look at Europe. Look at Europe. I mean, my, my younger son, lives in Dusseldorf, worked for a, a Chinese large computing firm, a large computing firm. He's got a, a, a quite an elevated post within that. He's a director of it. And he, um, the office is in Katowice. Someone works in Munich. Someone works in America. Somebody works in Spain. Somebody works in Croatia within his, within his grouping. And it's things like this modern technology that we're, we're talking about through, the, through at the moment that um, that they get an opportunity to, to come together. They all speak English. Some of them speak excellent English, uh, unlike some of some of our compatriots up here. And they don't mean just the Ouija's. Uh, I mean uh, the others who are who are speaking and they've got glottal stops and don't finish the word completely and so on and how they attract people to, to I don't know. Anyway, that, that's a little a little bit of my 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 my, my what do you call it? <laughs> my little gripe on that bit. But in Europe they can move around all over the place. They, 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 I mean working 
working from home, my son does for, for, for two two weeks in the uh, in the month, and he works two weeks in Katowice, and he meets up with people there. They meet up, they do, but then they go back to their base. And this working from home thing is has taken on tremendously. I, I mean, he thinks he thinks of the, the greatest things in sliced bread that uh, he's able to do this. It cuts down travel time. It also gives the the, the opportunity um, uh, when you do meet to meet and meet different, lots of different people, and then go away home and then chat to them, chat to them on business. But it also has a sort of friendly, friendly aspect to it. So the sooner we're in the European Union, the better. Uh, and I, I don't see why people have got to think this Brexit, this Brexit is a bloody disaster, if you'll pardon my use of the word. Not Brexit, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm completely with you. I totally agree. Um, so, what sort of route would you like to get back into Europe? Because obviously, I don't think we can be full members for at least some period of time. So, do you think going in via EFTA initially, or go straight for talks for full entry? Well, I, I think we should be starting right away. Um, this idea of having of having embassies, whether we're allowed to call them embassies, or probably. Scottish consulates or something like that, uh, setting these up around the plate, the Europe, and also, and also strategic countries abroad. Um, I think that's the way to that's the way to go. I mean, after all, if if Boris Johnson and his Union Jack, his Gauleiter in Scotland, can can establish a bunker in Edinburgh. I think there's also one in Glasgow. If he can establish a bunker in, in Edinburgh, who's paying for this? We are. The British, the British <laughs> taxpayer, of which we are part of at the moment. So why could we not, as Scots, establish that and pay for it? Uh, they've down south, they've got civil servants. I'm sure they've got loads of civil servants down, down there working furiously uh, preparing for, for 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 a counter a counter battle mm -hmm. against Scotland. Why can't we in Scotland, with the government that we've got, establish the same sort of thing and use use taxpayers' money for it? Yeah, yeah. Why not? I mean, I mean, I mean, it, 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 like for like. Absolutely. We don't want to be disadvantaged. So mm. I think that's that's one one thing we could we could consider. Mm. Um, but certainly establishing um, establishing embassies and and uh, groups in in Europe, uh, and also making use of our of our contacts, of people who've been over there and, and working, will make so that that then makes it easier for when we want to apply to the. Um, to the European Union to get back in from whence we have been taken yep. out. So I think that's the sort of thing that we want to we want to really really do, and and that's from that's starting now, not waiting until independence. I think we should go ahead and get a lot of these things all all into place. I mean, even even talking around the one that, that I'm interested in is defence. I'm quite interested in defence. Um, 
having sailed to Gearlock and things like that, uh, the University Sailing Club, and and uh, and also into into the Holy Loch before the Polaris, the American Polaris people came. Uh, as I say, that was with Gordon Wilson. Gordon Wilson uh, we sailed down in, into the Holy Loch from Blairmore. Uh, and I hit the, the, Ard, the Ard, Ardenamon Pier, I think it was, but was the first day. <laughs> <laughs> Did Gordon Wilson have any influence on your future thinking towards independence at that time? Not at that time. Not at that time. We debated quite a bit in the, the evening. We were, we, we were probably there the lights were out but the clock lighthouse was going round and it flicked through the room every so often but we were debating debating well into the well into the morning uh, about things but he certainly opened my eyes put it that way uh and then talking to other people you know made quite a difference as well so i'm i'm a bit of a, a bit of a unique guy i suppose really I'm sure there's a lot of people in the same, you could call it political vein, are supporting independence, but you just don't hear about them. You know, they're, they're, they're reasonable people that just, I don't know why they don't come out from under their, under their stone and, 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 and say more, say more about that. So can you remember any stories from your conversations with Gordon Wilson? Yes, well, he 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 was he, he recalled to me that he was running around the country in this van, uh, broadcasting. Um, it was a bit like these these wartime um, wartime um, what do you call it uh, films, where you see the SOE opening up the radio and doing it, and there's a detective van, a Nazi detective van running around. The visions of that Gordon being almost caught. By, by that, oh, the, uh, he, he, he went. He went on to becoming really quite quite a figure within the, the SNP. Yeah. Um, later on, and I followed his his progress. Yeah. For listeners' benefits who don't know what SOE is, it's a special operations executive which was headquarters at um, Bletchley Park. So I had an interesting visit down there once. Yes. It's open to the public. So what brought you to the independence movement? That's, that's very difficult. I, I, there wasn't a Damascene conversion in my case. It was just oozy, oozy all the time, just coming, coming towards the, um, the vision of, first of all, getting fed up with, with, with the silly politics that was going on in Scotland. Um, I was pleased there was the establishment of the Scottish uh, Parliament and the, the Scottish executive became called the Scottish Government and I'm glad that that, that was retained. Um, I could see quite a bit of diver divergence between the... We always had a different attitude, Mark, you, Scotland and beyond Scotland. Uh, in within the, the British Isles, and th this 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 sort of brought it to the brought it to the fore. Um, I know you're you're English, Ray, and you've come to Scotland, and you you have acclimatised yourself to the Scottish 
way of life, the Scottish thinking. I have some friends who have come up from down south uh, to, to posts within Strathclyde region, and they, they're retired now. And, and I happen to mention round about the time of the last uh, um, uh, referendum, how oh, oh, Scotland, to be turned and told, oh, you don't want that? And I thought, what blah, 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 cheat that is. <laughs> I don't want that. Within my own country. Good God. So th th there are a lot, and you'll no doubt have met a lot of people who, from your own uh, probably background down south, who have, who have uh, got very uh, strident views about Scotland this and Scotland that, and they want to tell you all about Scotland and so on. Don't listen to them. No. That's what I say. Don't listen to them. Uh -huh. We're above all that. <laughs> well, for me anyway, it's always the case that I, because I've never had the Scottish cringe, I, I'm always astounded how um, there can be quite a, such a substantial number of Scots who don't want to stand on their own two feet, and they don't want... They don't believe in governing themselves. Uh, to me, it's absolutely astonishing. Yes. I, I, yeah. Well, the thing about Scotland is, Scotland is a country of great achievers. I mean, the diaspora that we have all over the world, governors general of, 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 of countries in the early days, a lot of them were Scots and and... Australia, Canada, you name it, New Zealand, and so on. They, we, we have we have been exports, and, and and one of them, in fact, was my was my late mother's uncle, Uncle Peter, uh, who went to Canada as a young man, and came back to Ypres, and was killed in Ypres mm -hmm. one fortnight before my mother was born. And my grandfather found out another week after my mother was born that he'd been killed. That's the sort of thing that, that, that's in you. You say, well, you know, these people did that. They went abroad. They did things. My other, my mother's older brother went to South Africa. He was a mining engineer in the mid-30s and went down there in the Crown Gold Mines and, 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 and then finished up in the Gold Coast as well. Um, and also did consultancy work for the for the coal board in, in South Wales around about Swansea. But they, 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 moved, they moved abroad, they, they, they did things. But you're referring to the fact of a lot of people here don't think we, 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 we can have the stomach for it. But what is the problem? The, the Scots have always been held down, held back by this system. The, 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 in days gone back, they weren't allowed to to be vocal, probably because a lot of them maybe spoke spoken Scots and various things, and this was considered by, you know, the fake down south that uh, it's not really quite what we're after, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, th things have moved on. Th things have moved on from that. We've, we've, we've got SNP MPs. From various backgrounds in the in in the, the, the UK Parliament, and they're doing an excellent job down there. 
I, I wouldn't hold it against anybody to on this idea. You can't do it. You're too. You're too. What was it? Too poor. Too. Too small. small too too stupid. Too, you know. See, that's my memory coming, <laughs> keeping me up here. <laughs> Or, or, or a bolt, or a bolt on flash drive, or something. <laughs> <laughs> right now, one of the aspects of the independence movement since 2014 is the development of various organisations supporting independence. So, for example, you've got Business for Scotland, which is also branched with the Believe in Scotland, uh, Scottish Independence Foundation, Scottish Independence uh, uh, Commission. The Yes groups, now you've got new organisation, Yes Network, and um, all under one banner has seen that so in so many instances the, the Yes movement needs to come together under under yes. one umbrella. Yeah. So that's, that's been the missing cog that we, that we need something grassroots that moves not just bottom up but top down. What's your considerations regarding Yes Alba as the vehicle that will get full support from the independence movement? I I think there has to be a, a sort of coming together. I mean, recently I've I've attended meetings, Zoom meetings with the uh, with the coordinating group of the uh, the National Yes Network, as it's called now. Uh, an article in the in the national just the other day, very supportive. That's good. I'm glad about that. We have got um, we've got Yes Alba forming, which I I would like to be part of. Uh, I like to bring my my own thinking in into that. Uh, you know me from Yes Bears the Animal Guy, uh, and as <laughs> a bit of an outspoken bloke. <laughs> <laughs> It's got to be tied down at times. Well, it's enthusiasm, but that's that's it. Well, it's always good on the Yespers Denim Mill guy stand when we can get out and about that. I come at come at points from an English Scots perspective, and you come at it from a conservative uh, background. Oh, but it always has don't a good. Mention that one. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it adds an extra dimension to our stall when we do get approached, uh, and we can we can have some very interesting conversations on the stall. Yes, we have. We have indeed. So, how would you like to see Yes Alba move forward? I'd like to see, uh, I say, the, the, whichever one comes forward, and I think, I think, yes, Alba probably would have the the edge on the on the thing. That's my thinking, and I think probably the network, the, the, the grassroots um, national yes network, very much underneath it, um, and being supported by by these other these other groups of movement. The yes movement type people uh, haven't got my head around them all yet. Yeah, but yes, I, I mean probably I, I as you said originally, uh, manage cohesion and maintain harmony. Yes, that's the sort of thing that I I'd really like like to do. Um, and as I say, coming from the, the middle ground, I can then uh, hopefully talk to talk to people in different different groupings. Mm -hmm. Uh, that are willing to talk. Well, of course, Yes Alba will be non-political. 
No, it will not. It will not be political, but it'll have people from a lot of different, different political, uh, political backgrounds, but not, not upfront. That's the thing. I mean, I'm not coming up and saying, "Oh, I'm a this and I'm a that." Um, I, I'm just looking to to act a bit, say cohesion, bring the whole thing together, bring in these other groups, possibly with within a sort of under just under the, the, the use one as the top and then have others just underneath that are all acting collectively. We've got X number of mandates. If we talk political for a moment, you've got we've got so many mandates that uh, have hit a brick wall. How do you personally see us getting to have our say, have a voice? for independence that's a difficult one that is difficult and, and i admit it and there's, there's no there's no cure at the moment for that i would say i think we've got to settle down a wee bit you come together and settle down we have time not much but we have time if we work hard we can pull the pull all that that together independence is the most important thing it's independence that we're wanting. Yeah, totally agree. Well, thank you very much indeed, William. It's been really much appreciated to speak to you. And I wish you luck with the election. I think there's 45 candidates for 15 posts. So uh, look forward to uh, hearing how you get on for the election to Yes Alba Committee. Well, well thank you, Ray, for, for uh, inviting me, me on to this. Uh, as to the election, I don't, I don't know. I don't hold out much hope, really. Then again... <laughs> There again, one never knows. One never knows. <laughs> onwards, onwards and ups, up, upwards, you know. In the prize, in the prize, on in the live radio. In the prize.